Hey, entrepreneurs. Are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're probably looking for a few ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found a podcast that helps with the ideas that help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for a future exit. Because building a highly profitable, sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money today and a windfall when it's time to let go whenever you decide that is. And today I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have a super powerful training that I need you to check out. This is what I do with my clients when we first start one-on-one to help boost their profits. So it's called the 30-Day Profit Booster. And this is where I'll show you how you can boost your profits 45% in just 30 days, simply by following a three-step method that doesn't require that you're chasing more customers. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go check out my webinar where I explain it all at 30dayprofitbooster.com. All right, so I'm excited to have my guest today here for us, uh, Craig Andrews. Craig is the principal ally and founder of a marketing agency called Allies for Me, using a proven method that mimics the stages of courtship. Allies for Me helps companies find strangers and convert them into high-paying customers. He uses an eight-stage customer value journey, which is part of his framework that leads someone through the first contact all the way through to post-purchase. He adds value at each and every stage of the journey. And a first-time offer, which we're calling an FTO, is like a coffee date. It's a low-commitment very low risk uh, way to test the relationship. And when you do this well, your prospect starts to ask you questions to help you close the deal. This relational framework builds trust faster, it drives revenue faster, and it strengthens the customer loyalty after purchase. Craig and the Allies for Me team are uh, consummate students of psychology and use these insights to supercharge the sales engine for his clients. Craig, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. Marcy, it's a delight. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I always like to throw out the first question and figure out because, you know, we all have our journeys as to how we got into our business, but what drew you to helping people with their offers and their client engagement? Oh, um, because I had struggled so much myself. I am a horrible, horrible, horrible salesperson. I completely <laughs> suck at sales. And, and it, was in, it was impacting my marriage, as a matter of fact. And, mm. um, you know, because, you know, things were tough at work, so things were tough at home. And, and, so, and I, I tried all these different sales trainings, and I would get on the call, and I would read the scripts I was told to read. I always felt a little dirty when I was doing Icky. that. Icky, Yeah. I didn't do it well and nobody bought from me. And so I thought, instead of selling, let me create an environment where people want to buy. And that's what we did. And just that, 
that little pivot, I call it a little pivot. It took a little time to figure out, but that little pivot has been amazing. And it's, and believe it or not, it did improve my marriage. So not only did it improve things at work, uh, but you know, my wife and I, uh, you know, it just really helped us. It got rid of a whole bunch of disagreements there. Uh, it's, it's been really amazing. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Life. Um, we think that we're siloed in our business, right. And everything I do here during eight to five or, or as one of my earlier bosses had told me, Oh, you're only going to work half day, seven to seven. Right. right. Um, and, uh, but it always, our life, our business, our entrepreneurship always tends to trickle out through the rest of our life. So I can easily see how a, a hard time at work would lead to a hard time at home as well. So yes. I'm glad you found this out. So, you know, you're not the only one out there. I'm sure listeners, you're not the only one out there that makes sales feel icky, right? Or if you're doing it the way the pros tell you to go and do it. Um, so I love this idea that you're doing it a different way, right? And I'd love for you to really dive into that and tell us, first of all, how does it make the customer feel better? Let's start with that one. How does it make the customer feel better if we're doing it different? Well, so you mentioned how it's like a coffee date. And the, you know, if we go with a bad way of dating, a bad way of dating, <laughs> walk into a bar, you see somebody cute on the other side of the bar and you say, hey, you're kind of cute. Can I get your number? Better yet, let's just get married. And, <laughs> and you're like, no, I would never do that. That's inappropriate. I'm like, yeah, it is inappropriate. So why do you do it in your high ticket sales? You know, because mm. high ticket sales. Hi, how do you do? Uh, I'm Craig. Would you like to buy my $10,000 program? It'll be really good. I promise. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's, that's, that's just asking too much. And so in the same way we go on coffee dates, you know, we go on coffee dates because we hope for something bigger. We hope for something better. But we have questions, we have reservations. So we drive to the coffee date separately, don't even necessarily know where each other lives yet. Uh, and according to what the ladies tell me, about 15 minutes into the date, they, they have a girlfriend that's calling in saying, hey, do you need rescue? <laughs> and You're spot on with that. That is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, and I get it because you know what? There's some creepy people out there. And, um, and so, you know, we do that in dating to remove the risk, but in the high ticket sales, we forget that lesson that we learned in our personal life. And so we put together, we help companies put together these, these offers, uh, we call them an irresistible first time offer. And there's, you know, a few things that go into, into them. We can talk about that, but the high level concept is you want to take the commitment risk out. You want to take the financial risk out. You want to lay an offer in front of somebody that is just so obvious that if they are at all qualified, if they at all want what you do, they will say yes to it. Uh, by the way, it's great at filtering out tire kickers, time wasters. I, I even have one person kind of come through the process once that, you know, we start off the call and he's like, oh, I'm the, I'm the man. I have this venture. It's fully funded. I'm in control. I'm, you know, I'm the captain of my own ship and all this sort of stuff. And we get to the end of the call and I say, well, hey, we'll do this little mini project with five deliverables. Uh, and it's going to cost this, which was a stupidly cheap price. 
Uh, and when I say stupid, let me let me just go ahead and let's remove the mystery. Our first time offers, if if we're doing B two B, are almost always four hundred ninety seven dollars. Perfect. Right, and this guy's response was, uh, "Would you mind putting that in an email because I need to go talk to somebody to see if we can do this." I'm like, "Oh, so you're not the man. You're not in charge. You're not funded." <laughs> And it was funny. I, I thought about that one. I was like, I think this guy's putting together a, a business plan to go pitch for funding. And he was trying to get a free marketing plan out of me under the guise ah. of being a prospect. Ah, interesting. So you just hit on like a dozen different wow factors in, in your little conversation right there. But let's go back to something that you know, we, everybody was thinking, right? When you're talking about this irresistible, un, you know, crazy offer that, I mean, you shouldn't even have to blink twice on, like, um, you know, even in the husband and wife world, you've got a, you've got a, uh, I can spend X without asking for, for permission kind of price, right? And, and a 497 or under $500, that's a, I don't have to ask permission to spend that kind of money, um, price limits. So, how did you come up with that one? Because that's an interesting, I was thinking it could be 27, it could be, you know, 197, it could be a thousand, you know, how did you come up with the 497? Yeah, and it, it really depends upon who your audience is. So 497 is usually what we use for B2B. If we're doing mm -hmm. B2C, almost always it's below 100 because it's exactly what you said. I don't have to ask my spouse. Um, right. you know, I don't have it's, to think about it. Don't have to think about it. if I spend this money and it's a complete bust, nobody's going to be upset. Um, nobody's going to hold me accountable. Nobody's going to say, how did you spend this money? And that's right. really the key, you know, and, you know, mm. so we're doing a number of things here. One, uh, and, and by the way, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what we tell people when we're presenting an offer. You know, so for us, we, you know, we do marketing for folks. And guess what? A hundred percent of the people that come to us have a bad marketing story in their past. And just like everybody, I think everybody in the world has a bad marketing story in the past. Yeah. And so they're like, I don't know, you know, you, you, you sound like, you know what you're talking about, but so did the last guy. And so, um, and so what we're trying to do is get over that barrier of, you know, how do we, how do we go in? and create an experience. Um, and, and that's really key. That ties into a Maya Angelou quote. You know, people will forget what you said. They will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. And so when you're delivering the, the deliverables for the first time offer, that's your opportunity to make them feel differently than they did about that last person that they, that they went with. And you bring that number down. We just, we, you know, to answer your question, the, it was really the question of what's the amount of money that a, a low level decision maker in any organization could spend without approval. That's hmm. $500. So we made it 497. That's really it. That's the thought that went into that. That's fantastic and brilliant. And I think that that's something that, that really takes the, the fear or risk away um, as you mentioned in your in your um, in your intro, that there's two things that you want to take away: fear of commitment and fear of risk. Right? 
Um, and, and if you could take away the risk of, uh, it's only 500 bucks, or if you're doing B2C, it's only $97, right? It's not, it's not the end of the world for me if I lose this money tomorrow and it doesn't work. So I love that. That's really, really valuable. So let's talk about that other side of it, because what type of commitment are they getting or expecting or, or offer are they expecting in exchange for that 97 or 497? Yeah. And that's, thank you for asking, because that is so important. When we present our, our offer, we tell them, once you get this, you have three choices. You Mm -hmm. can take it and implement it yourself. You can take it to someone else and have them implement it for you. Or three, if we mutually agree, we'll help you implement it. So right there, we're taking out that commitment risk. And you know, the reality is they came to us because they don't have the skills in-house to implement it themselves. So in some ways, you're you're promising something that, you know, you, you don't have to worry that, oh, geez, I give it to them. They'll just go do it themselves. No, they came to you because you're the expert. And because you're the expert, um, they still need you. But it just, you know, I, I don't know how that felt when you heard me saying that, you know, if I approached you with an offer saying, look, you can take this. I'm giving you this insanely good deal on this information. And if at the end of this, you decide you want to go implement it yourself, that's perfectly okay. Yeah. I think you just took a lot of pressure off me that, that it's going to be more, right? You know, you're, and, and I would assume that this 497 offer is, is your, your valuable framework of how to do something, right? Here's every step A to Z that you need to know about to do it. Now there's always the the implementation that you spoke about that can, you know, bring someone down. Um, a, a perfect example is a, a, I'm launching a new newsletter and I thought it would be really easy to create the newsletter, but it wasn't the newsletter. It was the email delivery system that I had to spend a week researching you know, that, you know, it's always, there's always something else that allows, that helps the client to implement the strategy, right? And you don't have to offer them that, you're just offering them the concept or the intellectual property, correct? That's right. Yeah. And and that's it. And the, one of the key elements, uh, and I'll tell you a place that people get this wrong. So let let me give a quick rundown. Sure. A uh, it has to be an impulse purchase. That means coins in the cushion, the couch, or the money in the wallet. We kind of talked about that, or the B2B equivalent. Uh, it needs to deliver disproportionate value to price. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we usually aim for 10x the value, not a fake 10x. We're talking legitimately, it should be worth in the ballpark of 10 times what you're charging for it. Uh, and then it should solve a problem. And that's where I really wanted to focus based on what you were asking. Because one, if it doesn't solve a problem, it's not delivering value. Mm. And so if you're going to do an audit or an assessment, which is kind of a nice word for an audit, uh, all you're doing is highlighting the problems they have. You're not helping them solve a problem. But when you, here's where the magic starts coming in. When you come alongside someone and work with them and help them solve a small problem, it builds trust like you wouldn't believe. It builds it fast. It builds it tall. And, and all of a sudden, once, once you get that far in the process, moving on to your high ticket core offer, you've got all that trust. It's built in. You're no longer competing on price. 
Uh, anybody else that's coming in with a proposal, they are now the scary outsider that's fighting to try to get in. You are the, right. you are trusted. They are scary. Wow. I like that because plus it also, you know, when you make that $10,000 high ticket offer to a client, um, you know, they're fearful of, will it work? I don't know. I don't really know you who's offering this. And so I love this first time offer experience because they get to experience you, how you work and your frameworks and methodology that would give them the confidence that when they're ready to take the next move, they've already experienced you. And I yeah. think that's really where the value I think comes in with this first time offer. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's amazing. And they, um, they feel good about it. They, they, they move forward. You know, there's a, there's a story in my somewhat recent past that I think really, you know, it, it's about how you make them feel. And this story kind of makes that point, you know, so I think, you know, we, we've talked in, in the green room uh, where, you know, about, we're actually approaching two years ago. Uh, I hobbled into the hospital. I could barely breathe. I walk up to the, uh, to the desk and I say, I'm having trouble breathing. And they immediately take me back, put me on oxygen and, uh, I had COVID that's what it was, but wow. 11 days later, they shot me full of morphine for some reason, weird reason. But, uh, then they called my wife in the middle of the night. And for permission to put me on the ventilator. And, and they told her that night I would die. They told her the next oh day gosh. I was going to die. Wow. They told, yeah, oh yeah. My poor wife. Oh my goodness. When I woke up and found out what she had gone through, I was, I was crushed. I was just mm -hmm. completely crushed. Um, yeah, they, at one point they drug her into a conference room, put my chart on the wall, said prognosis. Uh, multiple organ failure leading to death. And at the time, my kidneys were in failure. Uh, and and they actually had her meet with hospice to plan the day they were going to pull the plug. Oh, man. Yeah. Nobody wants to go through that. So here's what's interesting. For me, for six weeks, it was lights out. You know, uh, they shot me full of morphine. I wake up six weeks later. And in that time, something really amazing happened. When I woke up, my trust in the doctors plummeted. It had fallen through the floor while my trust in my wife had gone through the roof. All while I was asleep. Uh, I think many people made the assumption I couldn't hear them. And the, you know, and this comes back to that whole Maya Angelou quote. While my wife was speaking words of, of hope and life into me, the doctors were speaking something much different. Mm. And so when I woke up and they asked me to do something that, you know, now with a clearer head was immensely sensible, you know, that, yeah, I should have said yes. If the doctors came and asked, I said, no, they had to go through my wife. And, you know, she would come to me and she'd say, the doctors want you to do this. And I'd say, is it safe? And she said, yeah, yeah. And as soon as I heard from her, I would say yes. That all changed in six weeks. And so that's what we're talking about. In short periods of time, based on how you make people feel, you can either create or destroy great amounts of trust. 
Wow. What a story. What an impactful story that we could take. Well, first of all, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you got, you came out of it. Right. Um, You know, that would have, that's a horrible experience for anybody to go through with a loved one to have to make decisions and see them, you know, not improving for six weeks. I mean, that's an incredibly long time. And thank goodness your wife was, uh, was, was a good wife and said, yeah, come on out, honey, rather than, thank goodness, (laughs) you know, it could have been the other side of it, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a terrible, um, it's a terrible ordeal, but what it taught you, the lesson that you got out of that is, is how someone can improve a relationship if they truly care. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, and you, you hit something there. Um, you got to care about your customers. You have to have deep empathy for your customers or clients. If you don't, find something else to do. Find people you love <laughs> and serve them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's 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 big. That's deep. All right. So let's um let's let's put all this in, let's wrap all this up in a way that that any company, and I know any company can use this, whether you are um, you know, a plumber going out and, and delivering services, unless it's an emergency call, you want to make a, a relationship with your customer before you go on. If you're a, a coach or consultant or you're selling, you know, professional services or anything, those lines, you definitely want to utilize this kind of method of saying, how do I get someone to try me out, Right. And, and start to experience it by solving one of their smaller problems and, and get them to spend money without any risk whatsoever, right? I mean, sounds like it, you know, uh, uh, 500 bucks or $97 is a, is a, is a drop in the hat. Uh, I love what you said. What'd you call it? Um, couch cushion coins change? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coins. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, let me throw out a couple examples. So, so, your audience can wrap their head around it. And you, you mentioned uh, plumbing or, or something like that. Uh, there's an HVAC company in Charlotte called Morris Jenkins. Very, very successful. Anybody that lives in the Charlotte area knows who Morris Jenkins is. And they ran an offer where um, as, as you were coming out of winter into spring, they said, hey, you need to bring your AC back on gently. They ran this whole campaign gently. And for $89, a tech would come out, check your system. And they, they went through a whole list of things that they would do. I, you know, I don't know the last time you had an HVAC person out. Uh, last time I did, they weren't anywhere near $89. It was, they charged me $89 pulling my driveway. And, um, right. and so they came out and they did this thing. And what they gave was peace of mind that as the sultry Charlotte summer approached, you were going to have a system that was ready to run all summer long. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't make money doing that. They made their money selling new systems. They used that to build the relationships so that when you needed a new system, you went to them. And by the way, they were not the cheapest. They, they were more expensive by several thousand dollars. If you were buying wow. a system, they weren't a couple hundred dollars more. They were thousands of dollars more. And people, and they actually saw that in the comments uh, on the reviews. They'd say, "Well, these guys are more expensive, but I'm so happy to spend the money because they do such a good job." Mm-hmm. Who 
who doesn't want customers like that? And so yeah. that, there's an example for the service industry. Um, I like that a lot because you know what what you're doing though is you're giving them peace of mind and then you're you're the person they call in an emergency. And the last thing you want to do when you're dealing with these kind of companies is have to call them in an emergency, right? You know, to the there's water leaking out. I need you to come out right now. How much is it going to cost? You know, or my air is not going. It's 100 degrees and I need you to come out now. That's the worst time you want to call one of those service providers. So I love how they, they brought themselves in in a time where you don't need them and giving you peace of mind and tweaking and fixing and repairing so that you didn't have to call them in an emergency later on. So yes. I like that there's different angles on it. But yeah, I think that everybody can do something very, um, very coffee-like, yeah. you know, right out of the gate. I think no, it's absolutely. Good. I think it's good. All right. So, so give us a, give us the flip side example, right? So you gave us the framework for a um, a coaching kind of situation, but what would a service provider maybe find? So a service professional service provider is a CPA, an attorney, an accountant, you know, uh, an architect, you know, something, somebody that uses their brain as their, their product. Um, what kind of offer could they offer as a coffee date? Yeah. Uh, well, let me throw this out first, uh, because this will help frame that out. We found that really great offers have a minimum of three and a maximum of five deliverables. Okay. And those three to five deliverables represent three to five milestones that move them three to five steps closer to their goal. And so if you're, um, if you're an accountant or, um, or <clears throat> something, uh, we haven't worked with accountants. We found accountants have trouble grasping this concept. They 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 feel like they're leaving money on the table. Uh, it's funny. So so let's let's take a step back. So um, repeat the three to five again. It's three to five deliverables that move them three to five times steps closer to their problem, right? Right, or to their goal, okay. to where they ultimately to their went. goal. Yep, okay. and. And let me throw out a couple other things. One of those three to five deliverables should be the product of a co-working session where they primarily contribute to the deliver to that deliverable. That triggers a couple wow. cognitive biases that triggers the IKEA effect and the endowment effect. Uh, but when they feel like it's their idea that's the product of that session, and you get to the end, for them to not move forward with you would require that they reject their own ideas. Mm, nice. Yeah. Nice. So I think I think a a professional service like an accounting firm, something that I've done with some of my accounting firms that is offering them their clients a opportunity to come in mid-year or early parts of the year, not just at tax time. Cause at tax time, everybody's crazy busy. I got this deadlines, you get me this, get me that. I don't have time to plan with you. But if I can plan with you some movements early on that can improve your tax situation at the end of the year or next year, right? Then it's that same kind of small deliverable that solves one of their problems that would um, not be a big expense during one of their 
off times or less busy, hectic times that they could still offer that kind of solution. Does that fit into your model of, of moving? I mean, it, of course, it, it does here, but yeah, no, 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 no. It, and I will tell you these things, they look easy. Uh, and I can tell you from experience, they, uh, they're a lot harder to put together than they appear. And when, when we, sure. when we're doing a workshop with somebody, I never know how the, how it's going to end at the beginning of the workshop. I never know what the offers. It's not like I'm going into the workshop saying, okay, here's where we're going, you know, internally. And I'll just ask the questions to move them along. I really don't know. It's um, there's a lot of things that come out, but let me give you an example of um, the, the, I, the idea is you want to hit a, uh, some immediate pains. You don't want to address future pains. So as a, as accounting, and I'll give this, here's an example I gave. Uh, I have a buddy, I think a lot of them, great guy. And he was talking about a new service he was going to do where you pay him $300 a month. He does your uh, bookkeeping and he does your tax preparation. You know, so when tax season comes around, you don't pay him the thousand or 1200 or whatever he charged to do his taxes, that $300 a month, we cover it through you know, that, that makes sure everything's in order throughout the year. And it also includes getting your taxes done. Nice. And so, yeah. And he told me about this in February and I said, Hey, do you have the capacity for five new clients uh, for this service? If they showed up tomorrow, he said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to build this out. And I said, Okay. So here's what you offer. Now, this is lacking the three to five, but this is just, you know, what came up immediately. So we're in February of this year. Tax filing for businesses, March 15th. I say you go to them and you say, um, send out an email to anybody that's interested or anybody you talk to and say, look, we have an opening for five positions of this um, of this new service, uh, but if we have an opening for five positions this month, and if you join this this month for $300, we will do your 2022 taxes for $300 as, as a welcome into this program. And, and so, I mean, if you do the math, that's a $3,600 a year program. Right. And he looked at me and said, absolutely not. I said, why not? He said, well, I'm leaving money on the table. I said, no, you're getting five new clients. They're going to sign up for a $3,600 a year program. He's They're like, just going to pay you for the taxes over a period of time. Right. And he could not get past that. And so I was talking to him earlier. So this he week. couldn't, but I know there's a lot of listeners that probably could understand that. So some CPAs, you can't say all CPAs live in this little box. Uh, right? Fair that enough. They can't, fair that they can't see past the 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 blinders that are up on their eyes but i you know there are many that could see it and i'm sure if he offered that in december and knew that he got three six nine you know 900 bucks or 1200 bucks before he had to file taxes then he'd feel a little more comfortable but the challenge is um you know when you have to pay people in your service to do these things and you know, you can't you can't tell your employees, hey, I'll pay you over over the next 12 months for what you did this month. You know, <laughs> it's that kind of that kind of mindset. But it takes it takes a business that's already in existence that has a cash flow coming from everywhere else that if he were to add those five new clients that are going to pay him three hundred dollars a month 
he would not be worried about making payroll and and say, yeah, that's a good offer because now I've got an additional, what, three times $1,500 a month in income coming from these group of people every month for the next 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was talking to him earlier this week and he was celebrating selling the very first of that new service. And I just bit my tongue, but I'm like, dude, you could have had, you just missed down four months of $300 a month times however many of those you wanted to sell because yep. you were worried yep. about leaving money on the table. And, and, yep. and he's a, he's a dear friend. I, I mean, I, I, I think the world of him, but you, you raise a good point. The world is diverse. Not everybody. I, I just, I hurt for him because I want to see him succeed. Uh, he took care of my family when I was in the hospital and, mm. you know, and, you know, that means a lot to me. And, you know, and so I was, uh, but I yeah, would... you've, you've, you've got to get people to, so everybody has limiting beliefs, right? Oh, well, yeah. this didn't work before or that I can't see past the, the forest through the trees. Right. And, and so, so if you can knock down those limiting beliefs, you can expand their growth. Now I'm not a mindset coach. I don't play one on TV. I don't even blah, blah, blah. But I mean, there are these blockages that people can't see through and, and folks like that, you know, oftentimes you have to put it in their language. So let me show you a spreadsheet on how this is going to play out. Right. And then he might've gone, Oh, I see that, (laughs) you know, so speaking in, speaking in accounting terms, you know, he may have caught it, caught it and, and been able to implement it. But, uh, but yeah, so I love the way that we, we talked about, you know, um, high ticket offers and coaches and, 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 and people making offers for programs that, you know, any business can add to their bottom, you know, their, their offering program. Then we talked about how a plumber could add it or an HVAC could add it. We talked about a professional service could add it. Anybody, it sounds like could add a first time offer or an entry level offer to get them to come in to your world and start experiencing you before you make the, oh, here's the, here's the bigger offer or the bigger commitment that, you know, ultimately we all would love to, to see coming in on a regular basis. So I like how you, you spread that out, Craig, that, that gave us the, the vision of like, Hey, oh, I can do this, you know, and make it and make it super easy. So I love it. I love it. So we're running up on time here, but where can listeners, Craig, you've given us some great ideas. Where can listeners find out more about you and how they can create their own first-time offer? Yeah, so our website is alliesforme.com. That's A-L-L-I-E-S, the number four, M-E.com. And if you just add a slash profit with a plan, all one word, all lowercase, we actually have a free gift for your audience. You can go to the cool. website and we have contact information. But if you go to that slash profit with a plan, uh, we have two gifts. One is a guide on how to make first time offers. Uh, I fumbled around for 18 months. I've made most of the mistakes that you can make in putting these together. <laughs> and so I've built a guide to help you avoid some of the mistakes that I've made. Uh, the awesome. uh, other thing is we have a self-paced course and you'll get 23 days access to that course. That's now the awesome. reason we're, yeah, and there's a reason we're limiting it to 23 days. We're not trying to be Scrooge McDuck. Uh, we, uh, 
we study human behavior. We, we study how people behave. And the one thing we know is if you sign up for a free course and I call you a year from now, you still have not gone in and used that course. We want this to change your life. We're in the business of changing lives. And so by putting that 23-day limit on it, what we see, we see it in the analytics. People go in, they start using it, start consuming it, and start putting it to work. That's what we want. We don't want to just have something that's sitting in your, you know, your course library somewhere that will never be used. And so we have those two things. I hope, hope folks will, even accountants, my apologies. I, I love this fellow. He took care of my family when I was in the hospital. I was just so disappointed that he didn't put that to work to make more money for himself. Uh, well, but, in hindsight, he will. He'll listen to this podcast and go, oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, Marcia, this has been a delight. Thank you. I love it. Wow, listeners, I hope you found a couple ideas to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. And I know stacking in an offer like this that will allow you to really get um, that customer to start to experience you at a no-brainer offer, right? Something that's, you know, below the risk level financially and commitment level. It's short-term. It's, it's just perfect. And I think that if you try to put this through and you take Craig up on his offers for his course and that guide, I know you'll be moving in the right direction. So I hope, I hope you put this into work for you. And so to offer a friendly reminder, I actually have what I thought to be a first time offer um, and it works perfectly because I was going to change my my offer around and um, and tell you, hey, you know, you know, find me here. Let's book a coffee. But now, based on what Craig has said, my opportunity that I talked about in the beginning is perfect. And if you'd like to boost your net profit by 45 percent in just 30 days, think it's not possible. It is. And guess what? It's almost free, right? It fits perfectly into Craig's um, first time offer and with zero risk whatsoever. So check out my training called 30 Day Profit Booster. This quick and easy training will help you easily boost your profit and it can be done without spending more money on marketing, additional staff, or working longer hours. So go grab the free webinar at 30dayprofitbooster.com. And Craig and I would love to hear your questions or feedback. Tell us what you're thinking about as your first time offer that you'd like to offer your clients and how you can, or, or ones that you've done that have failed and succeeded and share those with us. We'd love to see your comments. While you're at it, subscribe. You don't want to miss future shows. And you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Craig. Thank you, Marcy.